If you are thinking about starting a podcast like we were, uh, check out Anchor. Anchor is kind of a one-stop shop for everything. Uh, you can record on Anchor. You can edit your podcast on Anchor. They have lots of sound clips. They have free music. Uh, Anchor also will take care of all your hosting. And you can also get paid from Anchor, just like I am doing this ad right now. So uh, head on over to anchor.fm or download the mobile app. And without further ado, welcome to the show. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they're raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of uh, uh, women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. Yeah. So what kind of beer do you drink? Anymore? Uh, well, I mean, generally, if I'm drinking, just drinking, mm-hmm. like to drink, I'll drink. I'll drink natty oh, yeah, light. Yeah, um, absolutely. If I, if I'm or or I, if I, and if I'm feeling like, <clears throat> damn, <clears throat> if I'm feeling like a heavy beer, I like a I got like a good banquet beer. Um. I also like. I love PBR. So when you say um, banquet beer, but if I drink too call, much, did you just did you just call Coors Original a heavy beer? No, I meant like a not like that. The uh, you know like a Bud Heavy, like not a light a Bud beer. Heavy. So like regular Budweiser to you is like yeah. a heavy beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like a dark beer or like a strong like craft beer. But you have you know you got your light beers, your Bud Light. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, the one's light, the other yeah, one must not, be heavy, but then they're still like light. No, nah, I was gonna just say, no. so I got some Blue Moon, and that's what I've been drinking today. Yeah, and uh, I haven't had. I had I had some. We went out to eat with some family members a week or so ago, and I had one, and I was like, man, that's really good. I haven't had it in a while, and so now I got this. Mm-hmm. Man, it's actually, it's almost kind of like candy. Like Blue it's Moon's a really good. sweet kind of yeah. thing going on. Then you know it's it's working hitting the spot. <laughs> uh, no, I I I I have not had Blue Moon in I don't, I don't know probably the old Chicago oh, yeah. days you know. <laughs> um, but I also like have Guinness in the fridge. Yeah, Guinness is great. You know, Guinness is, and, is an all time great. Yeah, very good. Yeah, like I, and that's I, I like any kind of beer really. Oh, uh, I shouldn't say that. I like. Stouts, porters, ales, reds, um, you know, anything darker, I guess you could say. I don't really no, care for I, IPAs. I, yeah. And the people that like I've IPAs, never I'm been... sorry, but fuck you. Because they're awful. I mean, <laughs> who wants to... to they're... It's not good, man. It's, it's just like the marketing of like, no. hops is good. Like just really took hold. It's like they're taking and just let's load it up. Really good. Yeah. And like, 
don't quote me on this, yeah. but it's probably true, is that the reason they exist is because hops are a preservative and, you know, beer expires and there wasn't refrigeration. So if they just put shitloads of hops in the beer, it would survive transport. Oh, there you go. You know, to India, right? The far reaches yeah. of the English Empire. And uh, it would last. So, yeah. That's it's what like I call this, an Indian pale ale. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, what's a, what's a really crappy, like, super poverty food that people think is bougie now? Beanie weenies? I, <laughs> I don't know. But, like, IPAs is like that. It's like garbage. But people want to have it <laughs> yeah. now and act like it's fancy. Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm drinking the yeah. beer of the old empire. And it's like, I mean, yeah, it was the shit they had to ship because <laughs> nothing else worked. And it we didn't. This didn't work because it was good. It was like, hey, here's a shitty situation. So I'm just gonna take a huge shit that even this toilet can't hold. That's an IPA, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I've uh, I've never been a fan the of trash. them. I uh, drinking my fair share. Yeah, I've drinking my fair share because, you know, when we, like I said, our old Chicago days. You know, we used to go there all the time. Yeah. And we'd do those yeah. those beer tours and stuff and. You know, I just, ugh. But any of the darker stuff, yeah, I'll get down on that. Um, and then, you know, just, uh, you know, Bud Light every once in a while. But I don't, I don't really care for Bud Light anymore. You know, that used to be the uh, the go-to high school drinking Bud beer, Light you know? Is the community <laughs> Bud Light, beer. everybody is, drinks Bud Light. It is the high school beer. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I actually bought a, a case of it last, yesterday, down, down there at the Dunes, you know. And, uh. My buddy, he had some, and then I was like, you know, I was I was going to buy it and just leave it there, you know, like, hey, thanks, you know, you can have the rest of it, and so I bought a case, and that's the first case of Bud Light I've bought in, in well, probably a couple of years now. You know, I started drinking Natty Light a while back, and yeah, it's pretty watered down, it really is, but I, you know, I, I love beer, and I love craft beers, but I can't sit down yeah. and drink no, I agree. 10, and, and the thing you know, with 10 natural, uh, fucking Light Guinness is, is a, oh. it's natural. Says so right on the can. It's got the same alcohol content yeah, of yeah. all those other light beers, and it is easier yeah. down the hatch. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That is exactly true. <laughs> but I've also been, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I don't know what happened to me because I used to hate it, but vodka, like I used to loathe vodka. I think it's because I drank it in high school. You know, one of them. Well, you'd always get some fucking Smirnoff or some, you know, the cheapest shit you can get, and. uh you know, I guess I shouldn't say just high school, my earlier yeah. years. But now I'll I'll buy right. like a Tito's, you know, and uh, and Tito's is good, and you know, fucking mix it with some oh, yeah. tonic or you know even like wh- whiskeys. I'm getting starting to become a big fan of whiskeys, and then just on some on some ice, you know, and just sip on it, and you know, just catch that nice yeah. buzz. No, we we do a lot of that. I used to not, I used to not uh, be a liquor guy. Tonics anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, they're fucking, you know, you don't get, not, not empty calories, you know, you're not having to fucking, you know, you shove 10 beers down your gullet. Right. You're feeling fantastic, but, you know, that's a lot of Absolutely. fucking calories to ingest, you know. I was thinking, you know, yesterday, because, and I didn't have a ton of beers actually yesterday at all. We, but, you know, didn't really eat anything, but I'm like, well, I got my caloric right. intake. <laughs> I mean, I just did it in the form of fucking beer. But What kind of, whis- yeah. what kind of whiskey do you drink? What do you uh, stick it? Oh, I you know I've been like Crown. I mean, I yeah, like yeah. Crown. You know, the, I know it's kind of a uh, kind of cliche, of but uh, Pendleton. Yes, it is. But 
But Pendleton, mm-hmm. you ever had Pendleton? Yeah, I really like that stuff. Pendleton's really good. I probably good. do tin um, cup more than anything when I get whiskey. It's a good yeah. middle of the road. It's got a cool looking bottle and mm-hmm. comes with a little shot glass. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yesterday I had some, it was like old man something. Oh, God. Yeah, Do not it sounds terrible. Anything it that was, starts with like old it, Georgia, yeah, it's awful, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, like and, you know, I had a little bit, a little bit of Jack Daniels, and uh, just like yeah. a, like in a mixed drink, and it was like, yeah, never. I mean, it, it's okay, but it's still the general, your, gentleman Jack is you know is bottom good. of the barrel. Never had that. Yeah, I'd I mean, like to try you know, it we it's one of those ones you get into kind of that price range where it's like mm, there's a lot of options. You know, so you, you never really land on it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I'm definitely more now into buying that expensive bottle, you know, and just having a couple drinks yeah. of out of it every now and then and just actually enjoying it, you know, versus, you know, the days of, you know, I just, right. just do shots, 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 you know, and just get fucking So wasted. speaking of that, one of my uh, coworkers, he's a little younger than me, but he was talking about the... Uh, we were, we were talking about drinking, and, and the vodka tonic thing came up, and mm-hmm. he was saying, yeah, man, my wife always, yeah. she gets, like, this big bottle of Viaca, and, and the rest of us in the room like, oh, shit, dude, that's, like, the <laughs> having the brown bag is Viaca. I mean, that's, that is, like, the cheapest yeah. liquor there is, and, uh, you know, just yeah. kind of giving him shit, and it kind of went on from there, and then one guy started talking about uh, gin, and some terrible gins that he's had, and I, you know, the, the, honestly, the image that popped in my mind was at your house growing up in the basement. Uh, your stepdad mm-hmm. would always have like the big handle, and it was just like a blue label, and it just said <laughs> gin on the front. Yeah, like like it was so shitty. There wasn't even a name. It was just gin. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> that stuff, right? That's uh, that's yeah. yeah, that's the no go zone. Yeah. But gin, I mean, if you can get a good gin, I actually like gin. Uh, I think sure. gin and tonics yeah. are just as good as vodka tonics. It's just you never think of gin. But, yeah, gin is like it. the perpetual other liquor because everything is so like vodka, uh-huh. whiskey, or if you're going to do a fruity drink, you know, it ends up being rum. And so it's like, where does where does yeah. gin fit into all this? Because the idea of like the mm-hmm. martini and stuff is really good, but I don't, I don't know if there's really a lot of people that like make martinis, you know what I mean? Because it's such a labor intensive type drink. Yeah, there's... Lot, lot that goes into it. You know, it's a. I feel like it's it is, a rich yeah. person drink. You know, you always see, you always see it in the movies with a little martini glass. And I, uh, it's funny you brought up martinis because I had. This is probably a year ago, so maybe a little longer. A couple friends, we all decided, hey, we're gonna have a, you know, one of them nights. We went out to a, went out to dinner, and then we, were, we I forget we were, go, we were gonna go watch a movie, and you know, we went to the. Uh, out east, that Warren, well, I, I guess this might have been like two years ago, that Warren 21 or whatever it's called, where you could drink at it. So we went out to whatever place, Mexican yeah. restaurant out there, and, you know, had some margaritas, had some beers, left there feeling great. You know, we, we just had to just drive across the parking lot to go to the movie theater. So went in there and then went up to the, uh, you know, the bar up top because we got there like an hour before our movie started. So we just went and drank at the bar for like half an hour. Well, I'm I'm feeling pretty fucking good, so what do I do? Let me get a couple martinis. So I uh 
started drinking martinis. I could drink like three of them, drink yeah. a few more beers. Yeah. Blacked out, passed out, puked all over the place. <laughs> Had to go. I went and I, I don't know how many trips I took to the bathroom and threw up, but they, uh, I guess they were looking for me after the movie was over. I didn't like puke anywhere besides the toilet, but I mean, I puked a lot and I was nice. acting like a fool, but so yeah, you know, I feel like an idiot because here I am. 33 years old. Well, this is, you know, probably a couple years ago, but 30s. Like, all those days are probably yeah. done, dude. <laughs> I guess you, you do it once a year. You're allowed your once a year. <laughs> then you well, learn and the hangovers are worse. So I tell, like, the younger, you know, early 20s, oh, late God. teens, you know, family members. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, I, I don't know what it is, but when you get around the 30 mm-hmm. mark, it's just, you know, when you're like 20, you, you drink a whole lot. You throw up, your head's spinning that night, but then you wake up in the morning, eat some McDonald's, and you're good to go, right? You do it all again the next day. Yeah, and yeah, 100%. Man, yep. not anymore. It's like you do that. It's like the next day is like, oh, oh shit. You know? What the hell did you do all weekend then? Uh, What did I do all weekend? So yesterday I worked, and then I came home. That was pretty much it. <laughs> and then... uh. Today, I put Christmas lights up. I slept in. I had McDonald's oh. for breakfast. Because, you know, when you're an adult, sleeping in oh, means yeah? like 8.30. So. Yeah, man. Like it's... Even me working second shift, I don't get to sleep in because my son's up at 7.15. Which, right. I mean, is... It's sleeping in maybe for some because you wake up way earlier to go to work. But at the same time, it's like I'm also going to bed at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. So, Yeah. Did you watch the uh, SpaceX rocket launch today? No, I didn't even know they were doing one. Yeah, it was the first uh, full, like, normal crew mission. Like, the, the one they did last time was, like, a demo. It was, like, the test. Uh-huh. And this this one was, like, the first, uh, you know, official. It had four astronauts on it. No shit. Those are, always, those are always fun to watch. That's really cool, yeah. Did they go? Did they just, where'd they go? Just space station or did they? Space station, yeah. Okay. Did, uh, did they and make I it? saw that. Uh, <clears throat> so that rocket had four people on it, and there's a, uh, I think three or four people still on the space station. So somebody's gonna have to sleep in the rocket ship because there's not enough beds on the space station. Huh? <laughs> How? So yeah, it's it's kind of funny because it's what it's, were they uh, thinking? <laughs> it's the ultimate like riding bitch move. Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, <laughs> your lowest You're ranking the space station. Hey, you got to sleep in the rocket. Yeah. Sorry, man. I feel like that's how alien shit starts, you know? Yeah, pretty much, because, you know... Not all together. Exactly. He gets killed, and someone goes looking for him, and then they get killed. And... Yeah, that's how it starts, man. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had no idea they were doing one of those today. I don't really... I don't keep up on that stuff. I mean, I should, because it really interests me. I mean, I want to go to Mars, you know, once we figure out how to do it quickly. <laughs> Yeah. Could you imagine one day? I mean, I'm sure it's possible unless we blow up Earth before then. But, like, you go to Mars for vacation, you know? Like, you know, I don't know about going to Mars for vacation, but uh, I think they'll definitely be going to Mars somewhat regularly yeah. pretty soon, you know, before we're old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how much of a vacation it would be, unless you're like a, like a, nerd i mean i don't i think it'd be kind of cool i'd do it oh it'd be super cool but you'd probably have yeah. to have like a little bit more than screw you money you know if you're gonna like you know buy a ticket yeah well like anything I think though. even going even going to the moon there's like a, the one ticket they sold is like a 
some super billionaire Japanese guy. I can't remember his name. But. Yeah. I think one day, I mean, I'm talking like one day, like, I don't know, maybe it's like a couple hundred years from now when it's affordable, I guess. Because just like any technology, everything eventually, yeah, it always it comes down a little bit, you know. So, but yeah, I don't know. It might be a long time away. It will be long gone by then. Do you see that uh, Elon Musk? So he took uh, four coronavirus tests, and two of them came back positive, and two of them came back negative. I did. And yeah. So he's he was like, "What the hell." Right. And, he, you know, he's been kind of this whole thing's bullshit from the beginning. But mm-hmm. so that, you know, means that because he had positives, he couldn't, you know, be at uh, NASA or whatever while his rocket launched. Oh, that's... which is, you know, it's funny because they I, I guess I get it out of the abundance of precaution. Right. The positives overrule the negatives. But it's like, well, this is clearly 50 50. Yeah. You know, so I mean, what the actual hell? I would have taken like two more tests and <laughs> been like, yeah, hold sure. on now. <laughs> You they know. probably shut you off at some yeah. point. Well, yeah. Well, you watched that Tom Woods video today. I don't know who sent it to our group. It was uh, him. No, ta- I didn't. It was him talking at a. I think him talking at a. What was it called? Some convention or something like that. Liberty, yeah. Liberty, a young. I don't know you. I don't know. Young Americans for Liberty, probably. Yes, exactly. That's what it was. It was real good. He just talks about how bullshit it is. Mm-hmm. And you always. Whenever you bring up uh, Sweden to, you know, a uh, Covidian, whenever you bring up uh, Sweden to him, how they always say, yeah, they're death rate, blah, 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 blah. But he goes into all the details. And I mean, I'm not going to, I'd butcher it, so I'm not going to try to recite it. But it was yeah. good. He, I mean, he has everything to come back and, you know, say, hey, blah, blah, blah. You're an idiot. And here's why. And he has a book. He kind of promoted it a little bit, but I mean, it's free. So I may go just go download it. It's an ebook, but may, I might go download it. <laughs> Yeah, and then why not? You know, if it's free. I uh, I don't know, man. I saw today or not today. It was a couple days ago. I think that he said it, but that Fauci said something like, you know, Americans have a real independent streak, but now it's time to do what you're told. And then uh, even <laughs> what? after the after the <laughs> vaccine, you know, you still got to do the mask and the social distance. And yeah, I, I would get maybe there's a timeline for that. You know, before there's like enough people that they claim have immunity but if the whole thing's bullshit to begin with then yeah how about <laughs> it really does feel like uh there's something going on man with all these like yeah. rich world leader types calling it you know the great reset and i saw somebody sent me a thing today the uh, canadian prime minister mm-hmm. was talking about uh oh he didn't use the word great reset he, he used something else but it was basically another term you know kind of veiled new world order mm-hmm. kind of thing and then this i mean it, it does seem like that i mean it, it genuinely kind of feels like this is going to be the excuse to do a bunch of shit they've had on their to-do list for 30 40 50 years yeah well i sent that thing oh i don't know i sent it in a text the other day and i was kind of joking when i sent it but it's like coronavirus is like then it then gets the great reset and then the great reset introduces like the new world order and it's you right. know I don't know I was on like a I think it was last weekend for for another group of friends of ours um I was texting it was my wife's in the group and uh I kind of just went off <laughs> and 
like went really down the rabbit hole, you know, just cause yeah. I was feeling like it. So I did it. And I was like, people, but people always ask like, so people that I guess are like deniers of everything. And I think, I think too many people out there think that like, you know, people are just in good. Like there's people that think that, well, you know, there's not that many bad people in the world. Well, no, there is. And they think that, well, they have a hard time. People, you know, they, they can't organize like that. And I agree with part of that. It's hard to get like everybody to organize and all be on the same thing. Like one big secret. No one can keep a secret, you know, in like just real life. So you're, you tell somebody, then they tell somebody and then, you know, it's out. But at the same time, like, and this kind of can get into what we had discussed about talking today, but like, like Project Mockingbird and then the Shadowgate type yeah. thing. Like, and I guess, and we'll, I guess we'll get into that if the listeners don't know what Project Mockingbird is here in a minute, but it's a real thing. But, you know, it's all about psychological warfare and like brainwashing people. And they don't even know that they're in on this. So like, you know, my argument to those people that are always like, well, you know, how, how can you get this many people in on it? Like, you know, the media, we'll take that for instance. And that's, that's probably the biggest part of the whole, you know, uh, psychological warfare here is, is like, how, how can you get all the media in on the same page? It's like, well, they don't even realize they're doing it. You know, it's, it's all about just manipulation and I mean, really yeah. brainwashing. So that, that's what they believe is, is right. So that's kind of how they all got in on it. And anyways, I, I got on this tangent about how, like, and since the beginning of time, pretty much, there's always been, like, kings and peasants. You know, it's just how it always ha- it was. You always had your right. you know, your high guy up and the people that fall underneath him. Well, then about 200 years ago or so, the United States came along, and we decided to do things a little bit differently. But, because we were tired of, you know, we wanted away from that shit. And... It worked out pretty well, and then other countries followed suit, kind of. You know, they didn't do it exactly like we did it, but, you know, pretty close. And I think, like, like these, you know, these world leaders and these kings, basically, like, they're, like, they're trying to get back to that old way of us as the peasants and, you know, them being the rulers. Like, because why would you want a one-world government? Well, it's about power. And people, like, I think to this day are, like, I think they think it's, like, Oh, something like that would never happen because we changed and blah, blah, blah. It's like, not like 80 years ago, Hitler was trying to take over the world. That's a fucking blink of an eye in time. He was his, he legitimately wanted to take over the world. And I'm sure when Hitler, you know, started rising in power, people were like, oh, that's not him. He's not really trying to do that. You know, because I think people just think people are, are better than what they are. Like they, they see the good in people. And sometimes there is no good to see in those people. Yeah, and I think one thing that people miss there is is it doesn't even have to necessarily be people are bad or people are good. It's people are apathetic. And so they just, they go with it because it's the path of least resistance. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I kind of say that about the mask thing because I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't do it if they weren't, like, afraid of being hassled at the door, right? You know, I talk to a lot of people over the course of a week and mm-hmm. you know, there's very few of them that are just like foaming at the mouth. Oh my gosh. You know, there's a few of them that are like paranoid out of their mind, but mm-hmm. it's an inconvenience. And most people do the inconvenience because they don't want to get in trouble at work or they don't want to have the person at the door at the store, you yeah. know, stopping them in front of people. And it's a just little subtle pieces of apathy. And yeah. if people are like that, you can get them to go along with a whole hell of a lot. If you can sort of, get them emotionally engaged in mm-hmm. something yeah 
back to, you know, you mentioned secrets, the apathy thing kind of plays into that too, to an extent, because you don't necessarily have to have people like actively keeping it or actively trying to expose it. You just need people to kind of be kind of a basic bitch where they just don't pay attention or they just don't care about it. Oh, and you can yeah. get away with a whole lot. So you only actually need like, you know, 2% of people to be evil. Uh-huh. And then if the 1% of people that are good are never enough, you know, by default, the apathy people are going to go whichever way is easier. Uh-huh. And so if it's easier to not upset the bad people, which means you're probably not going to have immediately bad consequences, then you're almost always going to fall in camp with the bad people because the good people in that scenario just want to leave you alone. Right. So there's nothing to fear from the good people. And I think that, that little tug of fear, no matter matter what it is, you know, it always gets people, I mean, like how many TV commercials do you see for like homeowners insurance? And it's always like, man, the whole house burned down or this giant water pipe broke and my entire house flooded. Like those things don't happen. Like statistically, that's ridiculously rare. Your house is not going to catch fire and burn down. And, uh, but those are the things they, they fear you on, right? You have to have this product because what if this impending doom? Yeah. And it's not that it could never happen. It's just that it's not likely. No. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, and you know, like the aptly thing too, it's just a confrontation. People just don't. Right. I mean, nobody wants to be happy. And I see it in, in my job. Yeah. And I see that in my job. I learned that a long time ago. Um, if you're going to be like a good manager anywhere, you have to get over that. Like, I don't, I don't want to say I was never against confrontation before. Like I just, I don't know. But now I like, now that I've had to do it for my work, you know, you have to go have those uncomfortable conversations with people. And if you just do it and get over it, then you'll become just good at the job, but then it helps you in life with anything, you know, but people inherently don't want to be confrontational about hardly anything. So, but anyway, I don't know. We kind of, I guess I I mentioned uh, project mockingbird and, and, uh, uh, Shadowgate and, and whatnot. And so I guess for the listeners who like, you know, cause this will be, I guess, kind of like a conspiracy ish episode, whatever you want to call it. But like project mockingbird was a real thing that the CIA and whatnot was doing to, well, it was during like the cold war and they were dropping like mail propaganda, you know, into like Russia or well, the USSR and basically just kind of, swaying people's minds you know democracy democracy propaganda so you know to try to get them to change how they were doing right. things and whatnot and it were it worked and we've kind of then like we said this i think on the first episode but we like talk about you know messing with the elections and stuff it's like we as the united states have fucked with like every country's elections since that time right. <laughs> by by swaying people with propaganda and stuff and and now it's not crew dropping mail out of a fucking airplane it's just doing it over the internet and so they've they've done this too like well I guess I don't want to I'm kind of get ahead of myself like so anyway they did that in the Cold War and stuff and that's kind of when it started so it I don't know may have been a conspiracy back then but it's you can like look it up like it was a real thing so. For people that don't think that our government hasn't done that to us, right. and that kind of goes into the Shadowgate thing. Did you ever watch that documentary by? No, Millennial I never Millie actually sat down and watched it. Yeah, it was it was like an hour and forty minutes, so it's kind of long. But well, not really. But I did watch it. Um, 
And and I don't know, like, I don't want to sit here and say that's 100% true, but they've done the same thing in the Middle East, you know, since 2001, uh, you know, trying to change their, their way of doing things. And, you know, it's propaganda, but it's all done, you know, through like the internet and computers and stuff now. And they saw how effective it, the, the documentary goes into talking about how they, they saw how effective it was. And supposedly there was two whistleblowers, you know, as part of that documentary. And they do that over here in the United States all the time to, you know, sway people's minds and brainwash them. And I, I actually really, I believe it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, they saw, they saw how easy it was to do it to people over there. They're like, there's people, there's bad people in this world. Well, you know, if we can do it over there and pretty much get away with almost whatever we want, what happens if we did it to our own people? We can get away with whatever, whatever we want. And that's why I think it goes back into like, you know, like it's not all these fucking media uh, moguls and shit. They all go to meetings and they sit down and like, okay, here's what we're going to talk about this week. That's not what they do. But it starts, you know, from people at the top pushing this information and brainwashing people. That's all it is. And then here right. we are. So... On that note, uh, to be a little more uh, election specific, this is another conspiracy that I saw the other day that uh, was interesting to me. And I'm going to see if I can pull up to find the the guy's name here so I can give it out. But basically what it was saying is, uh, so the CIA has this tool, supposedly, and it's called the hammer. Now, a tool, it's some kind Mm -hmm. of software supercomputer thing, whatever. And the CIA uses it specifically to go after elections in, in different countries. So it's a, a vote manipulation apparatus or a, a way that they attack those kind of networks and stuff like that. So the uh-huh. conspiracy was that this guy from the CIA came out and he basically said uh, that, you know, this exists and that it's kind of trickled down. And so there's a derivative of it called scorecard that the Democrat party has that they've uh-huh. used in their own primaries. And so this guy, uh, he alleges that the Democrats used it uh, for Obama in Florida in 2012 to, you know, help tip the scales in that election. And then it's, it's just been kind of evolving since then. And then in 2016, and then again, this time they used it again in their own primaries. And that was part of how they uh, undercut Bernie Sanders because it doesn't require anybody uh-huh. to, you know, have like kind of traditional, like what we keep seeing in the news right now is, you know, all these fake mail-in ballots or, you know, a dead person turned in a ballot. And those things might be anecdotally true. And there's probably some cases of some of that being true, but you're never going to find, you know, the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of genuinely fraudulent, you know, paper ballots. So it's all done kind of at the the digital level as the voting information is being transferred from, you know, whatever hub or whatever. And so the CIA guy's name is uh, Dennis Montgomery. And he supposedly uh, turned a bunch of this stuff over several years ago. And it's been, it's been kind of ongoing. And the argument is that this is, was used in 2020 in this election. And that's why you've seen, you know, they, so they'll always say that it was the, the late mail-in votes, right? Because of some States like Pennsylvania didn't count those until the election day votes were counted. And so you saw this big shift in votes. But then when you go and you look kind of <clears throat> in some states, kind of the precinct by precinct, you know, they start seeing the 
weird statistical stuff where it's always batches of like mm-hmm. 10,000 votes, 15,000 votes, you know, and it's always like an even number, like a nice round thing when, you know, not only does human population not work like that, but, <laughs> no. you know, it's, it's sketchy. So it makes you think that something is going on. Yeah. And so the implication there would be that, you know, did the CIA kind of in bed with the, the Democrat party, you know, use this stuff in this 2020 election to tip the scales over for Joe Biden. And I also saw today, and this is interesting because there have already been several uh, court cases about voter fraud in a few states. And uh, yeah, uh, most of them have been unsuccessful. Like, I, I don't know specific numbers there, but you know, there was one over like some mail-in ballots and one over signatures or something like that and they've they've lost them well the implication from the media when they do pick those up has been that well the republicans and trump are losing all these lawsuits well trump actually came out today and said that hey i haven't filed a lawsuit yet none of these have anything to do with what we have coming and what we have coming uh i haven't said anything about yet and nobody knows anything about it but it's going to come out here in the next few days and so if you look at in the last few days you've seen uh, Sydney Powell, you know, this is kind of trending on Twitter. She said she was going to release the Kraken, right, on all this stuff. And uh, Giuliani kind of echoed uh-huh. the same thing, that they've got something huge coming. And there was also a story that floated around. I don't know if it's true or not, because it's hard to say, because not enough places, you know, talk about this kind of stuff. But the allegation that the uh, U.S. military took part in a raid with the German authorities in a... Uh, 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 server room or whatever somewhere in Germany where a lot of this Dominion oh, yeah. information went uh-huh. and then came back. And so is that what it is? Like, and, and you know, you'll also notice, and this is kind of unrelated, John Brennan, the last director of the CIA for Obama, who had a hand in all of this Russia stuff and was interviewed by John Durham as part of all this stuff. He said on, I think it was CNN a couple of days ago, that they should use the 25th Amendment to get rid of Trump because Trump is a wild card and he might dump sensitive information that would hurt, uh, you know, foreign allies before he leaves office. Well, if the CIA has a tool to, you know, that they specifically used to affect elections in foreign countries and it got used by somebody here domestically, even if it was only a small scale and he lets that out, uh, man, that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows even across the world. Right. Because there's been lots of elections like you've seen. You saw it in Ukraine. You saw it in Georgia. You know, pretty much the entire old Soviet bloc of Europe. And then uh, uh-huh. here in 2020, you know, especially on the back of the Russia stuff, which, you know, magically has disappeared from the media now that it's come out that, you know, that was all complete bullshit. And uh, so you see these same characters like yeah. Brennan. Oh, my gosh, Trump. Well, you also see that Haspel is blocking some stuff from coming out over the foreign stuff and is that related to Russiagate? Is it related to the election stuff? Is it all kind of one and the same? I mean, are they going to show that the CIA was, was you know, putting their own chips on the table? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, I think they, they've been doing it for so long and I think they've gotten pretty cocky about it. And I think, you know, that goes follows, follows right back into that Shadowgate type thing is they did it to every other country, and they're like, well, why not do it over here to get what we want? And 
I think it's starting to catch up with him a little bit. And it is interesting, you know, him talking about releasing all that stuff and then the Haspel, the, well, she's ahead of the CIA, yes. right? Yeah, so she's now talking about, like, you know, not releasing. Like, what the fuck? You know, it was a pretty good quote I heard from another podcast I was listening to from, a, uh, well, Sam Tripoli. He's a comedian slash huge conspiracy theorist, and sometimes he's a little bit off the deep end. But they were talking about how, you know, the government's like, we're supposed to have bigger secrets than them. Then you know than our government, like it's that's the public, you know that's open. Like we should know what's going on. We should know what our tax dollars are going to. They shouldn't, and you know they shouldn't have these many secrets. But they always come back. Oh, it's for national security, right? You know, it's like fuck. It's always in the name of yes. safety, some sort of safety. You know that's why we got to do this. It's because it's safety. You know, no, kiss my ass. Yeah. Tell us your fucking secrets. If we have if we have the best military in the world, we don't have to worry about it you know, anyway. It goes beyond safety you know? even too, because. You know, and it gets kind of back to what you mentioned about the kings and queens and the peasants is a lot of these people in those industries or, you know, agencies, whatever, it, it's even uh, the interest becomes to protect the institution, right? So it's kind of the mm -hmm. same reason yeah. that you never see cops get prosecuted. And, you know, people will talk about qualified immunity and all this stuff, but a lot of it is because if the state is never going to prosecute the state, because if the state looks bad, then the state is not legitimate, is, is basically where you end up with it. So if the CIA declassifies right. a bunch of information that shows that the CIA screwed up behind closed doors in really massive ways and caused a lot of problems, then the people that run those agencies are going to get hung out to dry. And then the question is going to get raised, why do we have these institutions with these unmonitored, unchecked people in the first place? So the first instinct is to mm -hmm. protect the institution, right? So the illusion of you know, power and stuff. So to the Haspel stuff and the foreign adversary stuff, even if it's not that, you know, the hammer stuff, uh, let's say it was just that they got England and Australia to help them spy on, you know, somebody like Flynn or Carter Page or whoever, uh, it's going to make not only our service look really shady because, you know, we know we have limitations about, you know, spying on Americans. So we're just going to feed some crap information to a foreign country and have the foreign country do it. That way they can look like they don't know, mm -hmm. but they know. Um, you know, it's a lot of crap like that. And that's, you know, they'll always do it to defend the institution. But, you know, in all honesty, if that's what's going on, then those institutions need to be exposed so that it can be corrected. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I don't know. We'll see more, more and more and more stuff as stuff comes out. We'll see what happens. I hope it's... I hope it's not Russia, you know, I hope it's not the uh, Biden stuff, because that's gone, too. You know, everything that he had to do with his son and, uh, what, Burisma, whatever limited hell that company's name was. Um, it's, that stuff becomes a big deal, and all yeah. of a sudden, nothing. You hear nothing. So I hope that this isn't the same kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. That's the know. one we'll thing see. I think that's the most irritating is, you know, we've heard a bunch of stuff like this for you know, four years now or more and nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. And so drain yeah. the swamp, <laughs> trust, trust the plan. plan. <laughs> God. Yeah. We could just talk about this real fast, but we're not big QAnon guys. Well, at least I'm not, I guess I can't speak for Wade. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. And I have a hard time with that QAnon shit. I mean, I, I want to believe it. I really do. 
I want to believe there's a got a guys yeah, on the it's, inside, it's you know, sexy. and we're gonna, we're and, gonna, and there's a couple down. that have, yeah. have kind of hit, and you know, it's kind of one of those though that's well, yeah, if there's what up, so I'm on their thing right now, there's 4,952 posts since he started, so I mean, naturally, some of them are going to be right, right? You're not going to be wrong all the time, but the ones that mm-hmm. that kind of when people look at it is so the last one on November 12th was he just posted Durham and that was it. Well, the Durham stuff has kind of been nowhere. I mean, maybe it shows up. I mean, I hope something shows up and I don't even necessarily say that as a conservative. I think just as a person, like if there's corruption, you want it to be found and caught and stopped. Right. But when he posts Durham, it's kind of on the heels of all yeah. the election stuff and Gina Haspel getting fired. But uh, you know, Anybody could have done that. Like anybody could look at that and and draw the connection. And he didn't really even post that until two days after some of these stories come out. So, you know, I'll just come out and say it right now. I am QAnon. You know, because I I think it would be that easy. I mean, I just anybody who pays attention to news and you want to, you know, spice it up a little bit, you could put really vague stuff out there about, you know, oh, John Durham, he's coming. Or, you know, half of his quotes are just like a Bible verse, which... You know, if anybody is like kind of the conservative looking at that, it's what's the term they would use? It's a dog whistle, right? Oh, look, somebody on the inside quoting the Bible saying John Durham's going to get him. You know what I mean? It just, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think it's, you, you said vague. And, and that's what it is, is, you know, if you, like every Q post or whatever the hell you they yeah. call it, drops, a Q drops. You know, they, they can mean so many different things. It's so vague. So your your possibilities of something happening is like, you know, tenfold. And then it's not like it's going to have to happen right away. They can they can dr- do a drop, and that can be, you know, something that happens. You know, it can mean ten different things, and it can be anywhere from now and then, or to right. the next, you know, five years. And it's like, well, what? I mean, you just, like, every day, you'd like, how many, you know, possibilities is that? Holy fuck. And it's like... So yeah, of course, four thousand nine hundred and fifty-two, whatever you said is yeah, that's a lot. There's gonna be some that are right, and you know, just watch the news and some stuff that's going on. It doesn't, you know, it's not very hard to, I don't know. And then part of me, you know, conspiracy brain wants to say that you know Q started off as a kind of a, a joke, and now it's been taken over by like the CIA or something right. like that, you know, and they've they've turned it around to. Uh, I don't know, keep uh, people distracted, yeah. kind of, you know? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a real real lame conspiracy theory, but I kind of think, you know, maybe that could happen, which I mean, wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah. So have you watched much of the uh, shit going on in D.C. <clears throat> last few days? No. No, because going out of town over the weekend, I just kind of did away with the uh, world for, you know, a good yeah. day and a half. And uh, it felt oh, pretty bet. good. Yeah, man. it's awesome. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Pretty much stayed off social media. Pretty much just checked out for you know almost two whole days, and was like, "Oh, this is good." So, what is going on? I vaguely saw you guys posting some stuff about it, but I didn't really. We're not posting. So doing you know when a lot of this stuff it. was kind of going on initially, not necessarily this particular one in D.C. I, I actually stayed up late a few nights just kind of watching you know periscopes and live streams of of you know people in the streets being retarded. And every now and then you'd see a good punch and stuff like that. But uh, no, I've, I've wondered about this one because, uh-huh. well, there was a video I saw. 
I think it was, I want to say it was in Philadelphia. I can't remember, but there's a, a you know, Trump guy with a flag and he's, you know, kind of standard six foot, 180 pounds, something like that. And uh, they try to take his flag. Well, he goes to grab his flag back and then a bunch of people start hitting on him and somebody even hits him in the back with like a bat or a club or something. And they never knock him down and he, he stands up and is fighting and he gets his flag back and everything. And then, you know, the cops come in and everybody disperses, but I was just kind of, you know, I've seen a couple anecdotes because there's a, you know, the, the proud boys group showed up to some of the Trump stuff and that's kind of your, you know, six uh-huh. foot, 180, 200 pound guys. And it's apparently in some of these cases, not going well for Antifa. And it's, I don't think they realize that. And then I think what you guys had texted earlier was, you know, they, they're in a bad habit of trying to take on a group because, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it is a reasonably sized guy. It's like, yeah, it's an motherfucker. Alpha, I can take four of you tiny guys easy, but you know, eventually the four more so oh, yeah. 12. And then it's just a matter of, you know, you, you just can't move fast enough, but yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that it seems like it's always that group of either Antifa or Black Lives Matter supporters or whatever, and one Trump guy. And I was like, quit right, man yeah. together, you idiots. Like, but you know what is funny, though, too, is, you know, you, you, you bring up that Trump guy who gets his flag taken away. I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. He's out there, whether he's having a one-man protest or whatever, he has that, free, that freedom of speech to do that. Okay, cool, man. And then someone comes up and takes his flag. Like, okay, that other person instigated that shit. And it gets recorded, and the thing is, you would think, oh, well, look, obviously you can see who the bad people are. But there's people that are like, I don't know, they're, oh, no, it's fine. Like, the news said this was okay, so this is okay. Like, what? No, you legit, you can see this guy instigated this, hit the guy, they took his property, and they're still labeled the fucking heroes. I don't get that, you know, it's... Right. Because everything's left, you know, all the left wing, they push everything like, oh, these guys are doing God's work, you know, because they're out here stamping yeah, out man, fascism. that kills me, the, the <laughs> fascism yeah. crap. It is, like, okay, well, read some history books, right. you fucking idiots. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, did you, uh, I sent you that article earlier. Um, it was... Philadelphia, sorry, that uh, um, Oregon, Portland city commissioner. Um, yeah, I got it here. I hadn't watched it yet. I was going to just talk about it because, you know, what? our whole up the creek thing is, you know, is <laughs> it's up the creek. Can, can you play well, <laughs> the audio and have it play over the recording? Uh, yeah, actually, let me just give me a second. I'll just share the screen. It's all, It's a... Fairly quick video, and then we can talk about it. So, can you hear that on your end? Yeah, a little bit. It's quiet. This is not about me. This is about the city of Portland. Yeah. Can you hear it now? I just want to close with two comments. One. All right, I'm going to start it over real quick. I'm going to close to Commissioner Dan Ryan that in no way is it okay for people to come to your house and try to terrorize you and your partner and destruct your property. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a child of the Civil Rights Movement 
She sounds like a man. She gets into it here in a second, I think. Why are there so many white supremacists in Portland? Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Okay, so now we'll talk about it. Let me pause that shit. So, all right. I, I'm actually not going to disagree with her when she said it's only it's her job for her safety. I mean, that that's true. It's not anybody's job to protect anybody besides, you know, yourself. And even the Supreme Court ruled it, I think, in 2012 or something. I can't remember that a policeman's job is not to actually protect yeah. citizens. Um. Uh, and people are probably like, what the fuck? Go look it up. You know, their, their, you know, their job is just basically uphold the law. Um, it's your job to protect yourself. But the whole thing was, and you can just see these little bullet points here. Like, yeah. She, she was like, well, I'll just read them real quick. So the Portland commissioner, Joanne Hardesty called the cops on her Lyft driver and Lyft driver, Richmond Frost, after he canceled her ride on November 1st. Then she refused to leave the vehicle until she, until he called an, another car and said she, uh, oh, fuck, I just lost my place. Oh, as she said, she felt unsafe, uh, but he told her he couldn't. Then Frost claims he canceled the ride after a dispute over open windows, which I'm guessing they got in an argument because she, the windows wanted to yeah. count. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, so she flipped out. They got in an argument. <laughs> the guy's like, no, I, okay, you know, go figure your own shit out. Um, they end up, she ended up calling the cops and they, she got a new ride. But the biggest thing is she called the cops yet. She was, you know, she told, uh, she, uh, so she called the cops cause she got kicked out uh, of her lift. Down. Yeah. But further down, Oh, there it is right there. The commissioner forced a harsh criticism for the incident as an advocate of an $18 million cut to the city's police department. So she voted yes to, for this budget cut. For the police department, yet she called yeah, standard. the cops because she she didn't because she didn't yeah standard she didn't feel safe. It's like, huh? I mean, like one. Okay, all right. You were in a lift, okay, <clears throat> and then you guys got an argument for whatever. Like, that's that guy's property. Right. You you can't just. I'm not going to leave your car. No. Like what the fuck? I mean, he should have called the cops and said, hey, this woman, I want her out of my car. This is my vehicle. You know, 
So I just, that, I have a hard time with that thing. But it's just, it's funny. It's, you know, your standard hypocritical crap. This lady talks about budget cuts, and she voted yes for these budget cuts. But then, when she needed the police, well, yeah, well, what do you and think she did? Well, wants the police, and it's you know? a really freaking stupid reason. Like, her, her thing there is basically, yeah. the KKK is out in the streets. I'm not safe. It's Portland, Oregon. And so, yeah. it just is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and then they know that, it. and then her well, vote is is equal fun. to mine. So you know, there you go. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's hilarious because she's talking when she's talking about the white supremacists running around the streets. She's talking about the Proud Boys, who aren't racist, no, at all. And if someone's listening to this and thinks they are, well, you, yes. you should probably find another podcast. <laughs> but they're not racist. You're not going to see a Proud Boy go and lynch one of their leaders. A black, black. and I, you know, I, you know it's. Yeah, I even yeah. heard that work. They, they'd never even heard of like Proud Boys until Biden mentioned it in one of the presidential debate. You know, oh, Proud Boys, and Trump was like, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And it was like, oh my God, he's racist. And it's like, uh, yeah, and they're really reaching if Proud Boys is they're what they got. Yeah, 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 that's their white supremacist. So she was probably fine. I mean, you know, I don't know her exact situation. I guess who, the, who the is Proud Boys here, are I highly doubt technically white supremacist. If your view is that Western culture is inherently evil and racist, because my understanding of like the Proud Boys is they're like Western chauvinists, right? So men should be particularly clean and pure and, you know, leaders of society. Not that women can't, but that men should have an extra burden that they seek to handle, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I guess, you know, if you're a lefty and you just reject modern western civilization capitalism as a whole then sure i guess they are white supremacist because i think that's unfortunately kind of the shit yeah. we've gone down if that's what you yeah wow you just look at you you took something bad and you made it good so i'm proud of you <laughs> yeah i guess if you want to i mean she was she was she was fine but wanted to cause a scene you know uh, i can't i think it's just it's funny it's your your typical standard left wing nut job, you know. It's I love when I see these Antifa videos and something happens and the first thing they scream out is call nine one one or call the cops. Well, aren't you guys protesting cops? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know they, you know, and, and you know this this pandemic and all this shit is kind of funny just because Democrats like a lot of them are against guns, but yet as soon as the uh, the pandemic started happening, like started going out and buying guns. And it's like, you're all, you're against all this shit until it, you want right. it and it can benefit you. No, like fuck off. You know, you don't deserve one. You know, you've been anti-gun for this whole entire time, but then you're like, Oh, I got better go get one. Cause I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like dumb fucking idiots. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Up the Creek. Everything's just up the fucking Creek. Keep on trucking, though. In a, in a big truck. We'll see. With what an American happens. flag in the back. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Trump flags. MAGA. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious too, because I have a I have a buddy, and uh, he's he claims to be independent. I mean, I feel like anymore. I think he used say to be I'm independent. It's really just I'm a Democrat. Because pop culture tells me that I have to kind of be lefty and I don't have the stones to take any actual position on anything. 
but I also won't offend anybody who says they're conservative. So I'm just going to say I'm independent. Yeah, maybe that 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 might be because that actually probably kind of summed him up. (laughs) You know, it's he always used to be oh blah blah blah, but he was like so anti-Trump, and I'm like, well, okay, all right, whatever. And so the other day we're talking, and he said something. I can't remember it because I'm not a Republican. You know, I have fucking I have so much in common with classical liberals. I mean, it's, you know, but like when I say classical liberals, like what the country was founded on, you know, Um, anyway, he he always just assumes and I've told him I can't even count hundreds of times that I didn't even vote for Trump in in 2016. I didn't vote for fucking Hillary Clinton either. (laughs) But, you know, it's like. And I'm like, I've never been like a giant MAGA, you know, Trump supporter, you know, I'm, and he's always like, just, it's like everybody just assumes that you're either a Democrat or you're either Republican. And most fucking Republicans that I even know aren't true Republicans. You know, they're, they're more libertarian minded. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we go on and on and he, he's talking about how, so he has an AR-15 and he's like something about well he's not going to come take all your guns and yada you know the same thing they always say and he's like buddy he goes no you know he goes if it comes down to it he goes i'll give up mine right. like what like what the fuck man <laughs> you know eh, but we we end up getting into it a little bit about some things and you know at the end of the day cuz he said you know he's kind of uh, uh, you know subscribed to the idea that capitalism has has, you know, killed society and only the rich get rich and the poor stay poor and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I It's kind of interesting talking to those people. I mean, I, I have friends from all different uh, backgrounds and viewpoints well, I, I and ideologies. You realize I, that I don't really care. What a bad job the education system does and what a bad job mm-hmm. conservatives do talking about uh, conservative ideas. And... What I mean by that was even like just let's just take the word capitalism, right? He says the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Well, there's going to be an element of that that's true because if you have more capital, then your ability to get more capital is a little easier. But a lot of times, the reason that happens in our society today, in kind of the negative way that people think about it, is because government gets involved. So you have, you know, Joe Blow store that makes XYZ widget. Right. Well, then he gets uh, Mm -hmm. the government to pass some sort of, you know, ordinance or law that in order to do what he does, you have to have some bullshit that he made up that's really expensive and prohibitive to get. And so he then shuts down any new startup by virtue of the government says you can't do Mm -hmm. it unless you meet this made up standard that I came up with. Right. That he pitches to, you know, politics is, Mm -hmm. you know, some kind of safety or certification or. Or whatever. And that's a thing. And that's oh yeah. Kind of the you know, it gets kind of beat to death in kind of the libertarian world, but the occupational licensing thing. Like some of the way that started was to run, you know, certain classes of people, whether it was, you know, freed slaves or whatever, out of their industries because they could never achieve these arbitrary certifications. And you know, uh-huh. you that's you know, so I James Madison always called him a factions. Is, is what he wrote about and was that the government wasn't supposed to take uh, legislative positions on the dispute between two parties. 
And unfortunately, with like the way lobbying and stuff works now, that's exactly what the legislature does. You know, they pass really stupid laws that like, you know, you can't build this in such a way or this in such a way. And there's always some angle about why it's good. But, you know, most of that stuff ends Mm -hmm. up being rooted in, you know, it protects one business from another business, you know, it eliminates competition. And so really what we have in this country is increasingly less capitalism and more, you know, if you want to call it crony capitalism, that's fine. But it's, it's basically the same as, is the direction socialism goes to. Cause I would grant somebody the premise that if you had this sort of pure egalitarian, everybody did it for the right reasons version of, so, you know, the utopian socialism. Sure. But you don't get that. What you get is uh-huh. the same thing we're talking about now that is plaguing capitalism. You get haves and the have nots and then the haves do everything in their power to continue having in, in keeping the have nots from having. And, you know, therein lies the problem with with government in general, which is why I'm more of a libertarian anarchy type. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is for that. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, You know, and I and this is something I've always kind of even struggled with because I'm not for any of that at all. But let's take, you know, a a builder like a a contractor is going to build you a house, you know. Now you have to go pull a permit. Now, I'm not okay with the permit because that's just the government wanting Mm -hmm. their piece of the pie, you know. But what I am actually okay with is keeping those standards because we had that conversation of the day. You kind of missed out on it. You came back in and was like, holy shit, I missed a lot. But it was uh, me and the other two guys talking, talking about the free market, you know. And I I agree. Like, let's say, you, you know, you don't have to go pull a permit from, you know, to build this house. So you could have a guy that comes in and just fucking half asses it, does it as quickly as possible, so he can he can you know makes money, and you know then you could have the guy who has good morals and he knows that this house needs to last a long time and he's just a good person right. So he goes and it takes him longer, but he gets it done. They both charge you the same. Well, I mean most people are gonna you know if if you don't know, you're gonna go with the guy that does it quicker, right? Well, you start getting you know. You get bad stuff like that, and I think for like a, a, a real free market, which I am a big proponent of, the problem is, is like you have to go through all that bad shit. I think before you can ever achieve the good, yeah. I think that you would have a lot of, you know, because then the free market will weed those people out. You know, they won't stay in business once people start realizing. But the problem is, is let's say they build this house and it's really shitty, and it, it something happens, and you know the fucking roof falls right. in and it kills somebody. You know, somebody died. So I don't like the government being a part of that. But and this isn't the crony capitalism thing, but it's but I, I don't know. I'm I'm super torn. You know, I I, I don't like how the government wants their piece of pie. You know, the, they want their taxes. That's what they want that permit or not their taxes. They want their money. But it's also like, well, those standards do have to be met because I think there's a lot of good people in the world. But like this goes back to the very beginning of the conversation we had. There's also a lot of really bad yeah. people in this fucking world. And there's people that will go do anything just to fucking save a couple bucks and to make the most money. You know, there's there's corporations out there that they will ship everything over to fucking China and have China build everything just because it's cheaper labor right. and they can make more. Then you have the guy who has higher moral standards and he's like, no, I want to create American jobs. You know, and I, and I think you you could, if we ever had a true free market, I mean, if you if you... 
if every corporation sends everything overseas, well, then there's not enough people over here to have jobs, so they can't buy shit anyways. So those corporations really don't, you know, they kind of have to come back here and create jobs. But I think you have to go through all that to achieve that true free market. So I don't know. Does the government get involved and kind of regulate it a little bit? I don't I don't agree with the bailing out corporations or, you know, what we just talked about. But what, how, how do you how do you go about fixing that? I guess what's your opinion on that? It's got to start with destroying public education. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that you can't have some kind of form of public education. I just mean we got to get away from this. It's the norm. Like I saw today some teacher talking about, uh-huh. you know, teacher money and stuff like this and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, cool. So they're doing all this stuff for the school administrators and the school building. And then your argument is that this is going to make education better. And it's like, okay, we've been doing this for 60 years now. It's getting worse and worse and worse and increasingly more expensive and (laughs) more expensive and more expensive. And the only answer you ever have is we just need more money. We just need more money. We just need more money. So no, doesn't work. And then, you know, whether it's kind of all the woke bullshit or it's the lack of an understanding of what capitalism actually is, right? Because the view is not that, Uh you know, one thing is good or one thing is bad. These are just things like there's nothing like the conversation you guys were having the other day was basically, I think the, the, the root of it was that a market is not good or evil. It just is. And is it good or is it bad is going to depend on the people that make the market work. And so if the market's full of bad people, you're going to have bad outcomes and that's what you get. Right. And so in a, in a psychology class, uh, that was my original thing in college. I remember there there was a thing, and you know they actually showed like some some video like subway stuff. And there's a you know gal getting her purse stolen, right? But it's it's a crowded place. There's there's lots of people walking by, and nothing happens until you know one guy kind of intervenes, and then suddenly once that one guy intervenes, then like ten other people come over, right? And then you know they, the old lady's purse doesn't get taken or whatever. And that's a thing. And, and there was a, I can't remember where the article was, but there was a guy who called that sort of thing. There's, you know, sheep, wolves, and sheep dogs. And there's a lot of sheep. That's, that's Uh most people. And uh, there's wolves, right. That prey on the sheep. And if there are no sheep dogs then the sheep are screwed, if there's one sheep dog, you know, then that keeps a lot of wolves at bay. The problem is, most people think that they're sheepdogs because that's how you all, everybody wants to think of themselves as a sheepdog, but most people are not sheepdogs. Uh-huh. In fact, almost everybody's not a sheepdog, oh, but no. it's not something that you can't become. It's something you have to try to do. And, uh, that, you know, that's kind of what's missing. And I think a lot of that is kind of that lack of like what you guys were talking about with the market kind of, you know, went in a religious angle, but it was the lack of that kind of moral underpinning. Right. Because that's what makes the uh-huh. sheepdog the sheepdog, because the sheepdog knows that, hey, this is wrong and this is not good for, you know, society. And so they, they intervene. They put themselves in the mix of potential danger in order to save the sheep. And then very quickly, the wolf gives up and leaves. I mean, if you've ever seen videos of a pack of wolves trying to go take, you know, uh, somebody's cow or a goat or or something like that you know even if there's five wolves yeah if you know three pyrenees come out running and the wolves hear them the wolves will bail 
it's it's just i don't know just it is what it is and that spirit in society of doing what is right for the sake of doing it knowing that it's not always going to be easy sometimes it'll be hard sometimes you'll make you know, sacrifice sometimes it'll be painful uh, is yeah. gone and and now it's just this constant path of least resistance and and i think that's what you see in a lot of the mask thing is and it's not that i mean every store that goes and makes people do it you know in the 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 talk is always you know safety and health and all this stuff and uh, there's something to that i won't take it away but they never had a conversation about it right it was just an automatic well this is the path of least resistance right if i just put the sign up and do it you know and that's that's kind of the yeah. attitude oh yeah uh, people take about a lot of stuff it sucks yeah man it's a little ridiculous there it's uh i don't know it's people they just want to be told what to do. <laughs> I think yeah, that's because if you get told down what down to do, is, you don't have you know, to, to think about anything. You can just do it. It's the reason why I was gonna say most people be, don't yeah. own a business. And I don't want to like worship people that own businesses. I just, I mean, most people work for a living and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it's easier. I mean, when you see people who do have a business, you know, no matter what it was, it's, I mean, they're always at work, always. You know, and then, and you know, some of them oh, like yeah. what they do, so, yeah. so it's, you know, whatever, but uh, that's a thing. I mean, you know, it's not the same as, you know, I got the weekend off and then Monday I just got to clock in at seven and do my thing for a few hours and go home, you know? All right. Yeah, man, it's, I don't know. This, we'll see what happens coming up soon, but uh, I think uh, our our little town that we live in, it's going to get worse you know, if uh, Trump does end up, I don't know, coming back and winning. Oh, man, it's going to be an epic shit show. Uh, oh, well, it's going to You know, bad. so I've been talking about, uh, you know, nerding out and getting body armor to, to throw, you know, in the mm-hmm. safe and whatnot, just because I'm, it's really not that expensive. You know, it's not one of those things you ever look at. And it, I don't want no. okay, it's not like I'm- particularly cheap to get something good. But it is also not something that is prohibitively expensive. If the cost of a good set of like plate armor is less expensive than a middle of the road quality handgun, right? So it's really not much. And I don't know. I I don't even want to have to necessarily say that it's a doomsday prepper thing. You know, I mean, it's not something that everybody's got money hanging around to throw at. But it uh, it's almost to me kind of like at this point increasingly like why would you not have a little bit you know oh I've i mean you, you about live it in a world too. with <laughs> I, you know guns exist right and then even aside from that i mean not that i'm the type that would ever go into one of these protests and you know it's just not my thing i don't live in town but i mean it's going to keep you from getting hit with you know or, or stabbed or whatever right because it's a freaking plate of steel a baseball so, bat yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, body armor. Who knows? Maybe that'll... We'll get to the time in society where we all just walk around wearing fucking armor and pistols strapped to us at all times. And Well, we're going to live a, in the uh, world that everybody thought was how it was when the medieval era, you know, was a thing. Because, you know, armor would have been reserved for wealthy people, right? Or like actual 
professional soldiers, right? And, uh, you know, now we're in a world where everybody's going to have it. So we all get to be knights shining armor. Yeah. I'm going to build a, I have a, I have a, I have a Mossberg 12 gauge shotgun yeah. with a pistol grip on it, you know, and I'm going to get an attachment where I can put an <laughs> ax on the, on it. <laughs> I think I'm really going to try it because there's a cart, not a cartoon. There's a, uh, Marvel Agents of Shield, a show. Um, you know, it's about the. Uh, it's a yeah. spinoff of all the Marvel shit. Anyways, I watched it all, and they just ended the season here a while back. But one guy in the show's name's Mac, some giant black dude. I mean, you would not want to meet this guy in a bad situation. He's fucking huge, but he has a shotgun with a fucking axe head on the you know nice. the, the end of the barrel. I'm like, once you run out, you just fucking start swinging. <laughs> it's it's. Basically, what I have, except I need the axe, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that'd be cool." Solomon, roll around with that, you know, strapped to my back. Hey, R, a couple pistols, some armor. You know. Yeah, you know, I look at it as like, <laughs> if if we're gonna live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, then at least I can be one of those corpses that is valuable to somebody who stumbles upon my dead body in twenty years, right? Holy shit, a gold mine. This guy's got a decent set of boots, some yeah, body armor, yeah. and a gun. You know? Because, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the damnedest thing is yeah. even when you think about, like, I don't know, Navy SEALs or something, the the shit part of mm-hmm. and, and why we don't want to see, you know, Civil War or something like that is any douchebag can get lucky, man. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are, how fast you are, how well prepared you are. I mean, it just takes one guy walking up the road at the mm-hmm. right time, pops off the one lucky shot, done. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah. doesn't matter who it is, right? That's, that's part of the reason why, you know, we have a Second Amendment because it's, it's the great equalizer, right? It's a, it's a, it's a terrible oh, kind of power yes. because it makes literally everybody equal at the end of it. And so the funny thing is here, so I shit on mm-hmm. kind of, Oh, well, here's this jackass, and, you know, their vote is just as good as mine, even though they're clearly a moron, and that sucks, And but in the same way that, like, voting can be both powerful and dangerous, uh, so is a gun, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny you brought that up about the great equalizers. I just had that conversation today with a guy. Uh, I was coming back from my weekend trip, and uh, easy has guns, lots of guns, <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, we're just kind of bullshitting about stuff, and kind of this same stuff we're talking about. But you know, and I said the great equalizer, and I said, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, I guess people on the left are like, why'd they put the Second Amendment so high up on the you know Bill of Rights? And it's like, well, because if you lose your freedom of speech, you have that Second Amendment to get yeah. that freedom of speech back. You know, the, the founding fathers knew what they were doing. They knew that people get greedy when it comes to power. That's why they came over here, and that's why they created this new country. That's why they split off from, you know, Britain and whatnot, is because they're, they, they were tired of that. So they put that up there because when our government fails us like they are, we have the means to go take it back. And no other country has that. The government just right. does what they want. You know, they might they might be a democracy or a republic or whatever, but as soon as the government wants to turn it into, you know, an authoritarian dictatorship, they can. You know, here right. you can't do that. I mean, 
Unless they keep doing like this psychological warfare type thing and brainwashing people, that's and maybe the that's the way around it. I mean, they've tried uh, repeatedly to get rid of the yeah. guns, and you know they can't do oh, it. Yeah. So it's going to have to happen through lockdowns, masks, vaccine. You know, you can't can't go to church, you can't go to a concert. Yeah. You know, even once there's a vaccine, you know, people can't be close to each other because if people can't be close to each other, people can't. You can't scheme stuff up, and it, it doesn't matter if it's you know going to a movie or going out to drink or if it's waging the revolution right if you can't be around each other legally right then whatever yeah. which is another right by yeah. the way piece of peaceable assembly right so what does that tell you about the whole social distance yeah. well what i can't assemble well technically you can just you got to stay six feet or whatever well i mean it's kind of up to me how i assemble right what kind of building are we in there's a lot of shit going on right, right now that I, people haven't really thought of no, you know, really, I think the the one the one thing people talk about is the freedom of speech. That's it. You know, the 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 peaceable the, the churches can't get together. You know, and do whatever, yeah. do their church thing. Um, that's it's so fucking wrong. You know, and it's, it's you know, and well, you'll probably hear me say this on the podcast. All the time, but it's always in the name yeah. of safety. Well, you guys can't get together because, you know, that's just asking for the virus to be spread, and and blah blah. blah. It's like what? You know, did you did we talk about that Bill Gates video last week, or did we? So froze? what Bill Gates video? So, is it the one where somebody? There was one I saw where somebody took two Bill Gates videos, yeah. and one of them was Bill Gates saying. Uh, something about the vaccine and then something about terrorism. And there were two separate videos, but they kind of showed them together to show that they're kind of, well, he's clearly thinking about no. going in this direction. Uh, hold on. I'll pull it back up. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, different about ones terrorism. then. So I think, I think this is one video and it's only maybe 30, 40 seconds long. So give me a second. Okay. This is this is to find the answers that we need. What is your most hopeful time frame for how long we have to live the way we are now? Well, there's there's two ways out. One is if we get miracle therapeutics that are greater than ninety five percent cure rate. Uh, we can't count on that. And the other is uh, a vaccine that's highly effective. I might fast forward a second. This is not this. This is the same video, but it was a clip out of this video. Uh, you know, we'll understand by this summer. We'll see uh, because they're going into humans now. We'll see if they get this strong antibody response, and then you know, then we have to do broad safety testing and, and get the manufacturing going. So even a year from now, if everything went perfectly, because we're backing uh, you know ten of the leading constructs, uh, we could start the manufacturing and. Uh, then again, you know, this disease could be hard to make a vaccine, so it could be more like two years. So quite huh. a range of possibilities there. But every day when I see the engagement of these vaccine groups, I actually think, wow, we, we can surprise people on the upside here. I've been saying, saying 18 months, but some of these vaccines uh, are ahead of that schedule. I understand that uh, your organization is actually supporting seven different vaccine uh, research efforts right now. Um, thank you for doing that for all of us. Um, 
is how many organizations total are trying to find this vaccine? Do you know? I figured we just watched the whole thing because I didn't get to see the entire thing anyway. Here's the clip start of that. Maybe so it I is, didn't then. see the whole video, but that's definitely oh. a portion of the clip that I saw. Somebody had spliced that together with him talking about an older video talking about a, a future pandemic, which Colbert in that video references. And then, okay. you know, now obviously yeah. we have that, you know, one way or another. And then he talks about the future. Well, I, you know, the future one, that's the thing, because they've created such a shitstorm with this one that, you know, that's going to be the big power grab is, you know, you're always preparing for the invisible enemy right you know religion mm -hmm. but uh, uh <laughs> yeah that's yeah, the thing yeah. and i and so i think the one we're gonna see is i think they said there's like six vaccines right now that are viable and two of them are mm -hmm. mrna vaccines and then the other two that are are in or about to go into their final trials are the kind of standard uh weakened or dead virus vaccine kind of like the flu shot the mRNA is the ones yeah. I think they're going to push because I I don't know all the science behind it, but my understanding is that rather than kind of exposing your bodies to a virus and then your body has a reaction in which it produces antibodies, it's more of a hmm. slightly alters DNA, so to speak. And I'm probably butchering it, but it's, it's uh -huh. something a little crazier. No, it, it, I, I did vaguely read or listen to something and it was talking about how it has to go into the cell and it has to alter the DNA or the, well, yes, the RNA. Yes, that's, the, that's the mRNA. I don't know, something like that. So they have vaccines like that yeah, in so animals. It, it, go ahead. Yeah, so they really? already have those in animals. Oh, no. just, there's none of them that they do for humans. And so 
these vaccines are going to be the first ones in humans, which I, I think ought to make it kind of extra interesting that like we have this really short study time frame because it's something that hasn't been done. Uh-huh. You know, uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So on the bioterror note, uh, yeah, I think people forget that like, you know, World War One and even in World War Two, those were massively considered. I mean, there's even conspiracy out there that, you know, tries to say that the Spanish flu was a bioweapon from World War One, And then uh, in Japan, yeah. in World War Two, you know, they were trying to make bombs basically full of fleas that carried bubonic plague that they could, you know, drop over populated cities. Uh, yeah, that's real stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll plug hard. a book series that I, you know, the audiobooks are really good. Uh, the series is called Arisen, and there's like 13 or 14 books, and it's a zombie apocalypse kind of scenario, but it's basically that the zombie virus in that book originated with terrorists. You know, they set it off, and then it got out of control. And, uh, you know, the book, the book series goes from there, but, you know, I, I, that's the big one. It's, it's the same as kind of like the nuclear dirty bomb. You know, there's probably not going to be uh-huh. a major government set off a nuke, but, you know, could there be some small, you know, terrorist group that is maybe dark funded by some government set off a really small, not a nuke, but something that has a lot of radioactive material in it that just, you know, contaminates a broad area, you know, something like that. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you only got to do it once. And then they're like, hey, watch out, you know. And then they're just easy to go and whoop, sweep in and take control. Because um, that's my biggest fear is, you know, it's it's not the viruses or the dirty bombs or anything like that. It's the the government yeah. overreach. And then people are more than happy to say, oh, yes, please take care of me, daddy government. And uh, that's, but okay, in order for that to happen, we have to take away all right. this stuff. Yeah, do it, please. If you're going to save all of us, then do it, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, <clears throat> who knows, man. It, hopefully it ever comes down to something like that. But I'm I'm curious. I think it was maybe you that talked about, you know, uh, civilizations on average last about, what, 250 yeah. years or something like that. And yeah, we're pretty coming much. Right upon you know, it, and you I know, think that's, you know, the, I mean, it's, you know, we have actual terrorism, right? That's the ongoing, oh, we have to spend more money and have this new government agency and impinge on your privacy and. You know, record all this data because of mm-hmm. terrorism, right? Well, now it's well, we have yeah. to be ready for the arms race of you know vaccines versus future diseases, which they already do with the flu shot, you know. And so now that's that's never going to end. Yeah. And so, are the masks ever really going to go away? Is the idea that you know school or work is going to just shut you down really going to go away? I mean, if you've given the executive the power to do that to basically push a giant stop button it's not going to go away it's just going to be you know this year it's it's covid next year it's whatever else and then the next year it's going to be the economy or whatever it just it's going to be retarded Mm -hmm. yeah it's always always going to be something i was going to say something i fucking just drew a blank because i started coughing you know and the thing that i hate (laughs) is that um in the midst of all this crap right now is if the right people don't win out, the takeaway from this is going to be the thing that's written in history books is that, well, there was this terrible pandemic in 2020 and 
blah 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 and these government heroes came out you know what i mean like if 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 we don't figure this out then oh the story, absolutely you know by the time we're dead is is gonna be something that it was not altogether you know yeah, and your our kids 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 are gonna be going to school and be like you know it's, well, think about all the shit we learned in school for from. history mm-hmm. yeah all that shit we learned growing up I mean, not all of it was wrong, but there's a lot of shit that's not yes. right. And we didn't know any better. I remember coming home and saying things to my parents like, well, that's what our teachers told us. And we're, you're conditioned to just blindly listen because yes. they're supposed to be there just to teach you. Trust the science. And oh, if you don't think there's... Yeah. If you don't think there's some sort of a narrative, there's always a fucking narrative behind stuff. Um, but you talked about masks, you know, next year and year after and you know if we don't know if they're ever going to go away and, and they, i don't think they will because you know you you see it it's already been the conditioning already started the new normal you know yeah that phrase you see it all over the place you hear people talking about it the brainwashing has worked you get all these celebrities that think their fucking opinion matters and they just think they're doing the right thing and they all are saying the new normal this is to fucking, you know, brainwash people into, okay, well, right. this is life now. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, you guys are just letting it happen like that. Like, I feel like we're living in a damn mm-hmm. movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think that's one thing that gets lost on our generation. We don't even think about it is, you know, we always hear about the greatest generation. You know, they had kind of the tail end of mm-hmm. World War One. Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl, World War II, you know, that era of the 1950s, the unrest, you know, on and on and on. But, you know, when you think about it for us, you know, born kind of mid-late 80s, it's a World Trade Center bombing, 93, the first Iraq war, also early 90s. Uh, Uh Oklahoma City bombing, bombing. Bosnia and Kosovo, Iraq War II with, you know, along with like 9-11, Afghanistan. Uh, the Bush bailouts, the financial yeah. collapse, the Obama bailouts, the Obama years, the beginning of this Black Lives Matter stuff, which, you know, regardless of how you feel about Black Lives Matter, that, that started in the Obama years. You know, we, we all kind of think the riots and the burning of stuff and shit is like a social reaction to a police thing happened like just a year ago, but it didn't. It's just been getting bigger and bigger to now where it's the no. point where like, it's not just like one neighborhood. It's like blocks and blocks and blocks, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing now. And we've all just kind of rolled over and accepted it as normal, which isn't right, you know? And the greatest generation, these things happened, but they happened 10 years apart from each other, you know, or, or just kind of slowly one phased out. The other one kicked in for us. It's been, I mean, Holy shit, man, Our, our entire life has been filled with, this kind of stuff, but nobody is really acting like it's the big outrage that it should be. There, there's just kind of this push for, you know, government, which, you know, I think we, that's why where you see a lot of uh, kind of millennials that are just so lost in the woke stuff because it's just been beaten to death, you know, because our entire upbringing has been, oh, government has to fix it over here, fix it over there. And, you could, you could almost just yeah. as easily say that, well, none of this shit would have really even happened if it wasn't for you guys fucking up. Yeah, no, 100%, man, 100%. I don't know, we'll, 
that's all I, I think about yeah. this shit all the time and i just think like i decided four year ago four years ago to have a kid mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and i love that little guy to death but i'm like man what is he gonna right. grow up into you know and i'm sure our i don't know probably every parent says this you know but it seems like just stuff is so mm-hmm. bad and you know he's gonna He's going to, you know, go to school eventually, and he's going to, you know, he's going to get this shitty public education pushed on him probably, and he's going to learn things that probably aren't exactly true, and, you know, just like you said, the uh, the um, the, tr- the 2020 pandemic and, you know, how these, this, they came in and saved everything, and that'll be the narrative that gets pushed, and, you know, but that's, I don't know. Right. Uh, so I, I'll add real quick. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Parlor by uh-huh. the way because Parlor is hip. It's cool, and it's it's where conservatives go. Oh, that's go. the new thing now. So yeah, I am seeing that yeah. uh, Sydney Powell, right? She's one of the attorneys on the Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. She's saying that when the evidence gets released of the law that they're going to bring, she said it's going to make it's going to blow people's minds related to the Dominion stuff. So, kind of goes with what what uh, mm. uh, they've got something coming and, and was the vote software, you know, was it the CIA stuff or, or whatever. So I don't know, man, it makes me wonder. Huh. Cause like some of these people that are saying it, like Sydney Powell's not nothing, you know, she's not a, a media head or a pundit. I mean, she's a lawyer who gets paid to do lawyer stuff and, you know, is hired by a former three-star general. Yeah, so she's seen right? the evidence so, already probably. Uh, all right. Uh, you want to keep going? You got anything else you want to bitch about? Uh, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I want to talk about that uh, article and then um, just the uh, you know Project Mockingbird stuff, which I already covered and everything. I mean, I think uh, hopefully some information comes out about right. what we were just talking about because that'll be a great Absolutely. topic for yep. next week's episode. So, well, you know, that would be one that so. if something does. So on November eighth. John Solomon, who is, uh, so he runs a company called Just the News. Before that, he worked for The Hill. He mm-hmm. was one of the original reporters that was putting out stuff on, you know, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden in Ukraine. And so mm-hmm. those stories eventually got him ran out of The Hill, but then he kind of got picked up. You know, Fox News ran him. You saw him all over the place. Uh, Q mentioned John Solomon mm-hmm. and Sarah Carter numerous times. And mm-hmm. so he's kind of got himself a little niche of of doing these kind of investigative stories that nobody else is doing not not even mm-hmm. like fox and he said on the news on november 8th that we would hear something about john durham at the time he said next week so that was so we're recording this on a sunday so it was last sunday that, that he said that okay. so next week yeah you know tomorrow's monday so sometime then so mm-hmm. On the John Durham stuff, right? He's the the uh, prosecutor looking into the Russia hoax stuff. A story a while back, yeah. and if I if I can dig this back up, I'll I'll slap it in the episode description or over on the blog or something. Uh, he basically said that John Durham was getting hung up by the CIA because some of the stuff that he would have to. You know, in order to make the indictments like public, 
or or to have them proceed in court, they involve like stuff that's like really highly classified. So it's kind of one of those things that just dies. Well, I'm wondering if this, you know, the Kraken or whatever it is they're talking about is the stuff that is such a big deal that it's going to make heads roll. But that's why there's been such a long delay because it is one of those things that probably a lot of stuff like, like it never ends up in court because it involves things that are really classified. So it just dies. And so yeah, it makes me wonder like if this, you know, what we mentioned earlier, you know, the hammer, the CIA election manipulating, man, that'd be huge. Oh, massive. But probably not because we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I hear that stuff now and I'm like, you know, it's like anymore, doesn't matter who the person is, it says it's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to drop it. I feel like we've cried, They've not we, they've cried wolf so many times. And it's like, yeah, I not anymore. Like when something comes out, awesome. I'm sorry I lost my faith in it. But you guys have been crying years, wolf for, you right. know, four years now. And it's like, yeah, anymore, it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, so. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that'll be. I guess so, and if that, something else comes out about that, yeah, that's next week's episode, too. So, cool. Well, I guess I'll see you later. All right. See you. All right, man. Well, yeah.